Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Go. Wow. Where'll that blackbird be? It's Bristol Bears we're doing on the preview podcast on this episode. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, that was um, a song from Happier Times, the Bristol Bears. Well, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, I, I love I love the club. I love the city. I used to work there, and uh, I love that they add L's into words unnecessarily. Like, <laughs> hey, mate, do you want anything? I'm going down Asdols. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they do that in Bristol. I love it. I will say I'm very fond of Bristol too. You spent a bit of time there, didn't you? Two years. Two years in Bristol. Yeah. Two fantastic years. Two fantastic years, which I really want to forget. <laughs> uh, you got a lot of love for Bristol, JB. I, I love the city, though. I think it's brilliant. It is a cool I, I city. I do like the people too. I love the rugby there. They love their rugby. Yeah. I, yeah. Literally, when I was picking my universities, this is no word of a lie, I picked it based on Premiership rugby teams. So I could go and watch. I had no premiership at rugby growing up. I always just wanted to. Who watch was rugby. in the Bristol team at the time? Was it Gus Pichot? Contapomi. Yeah, Andrew Sheridan. Phil oh, yes. was about. Um, Gareth Sternham probably was at the end of his uh, thing. Ben Sternham. Ben Sternham. Sorry. Gareth Archer. Gareth Archer was the one I was thinking of then. Um, was there Jason Little? No, Jason Little might have gone to Gloucester by then. Okay, he might have gone to Gloucester. Um, who was? The uh, the hooker who's been there for absolutely forever, Mark, Mark Regan. Regan. I'm sure he was about. I'm just looking at a team from 2005. Yeah, it's an impressive. It's an impressive team. Uh, David Lemmy and Brian Lima in yes. the back line. Oh, wow, I love it. Jason Strange at fly half. Sean Perry. Mark. Regan. No, this is no. This wasn't when I was in university. This is that I was a team afterwards. Oh, this is okay. 2005. Yes. This, oh, yes, yes, this is just... Yeah. That's just after that period. Dan Ward-Smith. Dan Ward-Smith. Dan Ward-Smith. Joe Alab. One of my favourite players. Joe Alab. Good mate. Yeah. I said who was there. Um, Rob Higgett. No, um, he might have been. the one. Jason... Uh, the prop. The Not Jason. What the hell is that? Why, what, Justin. Someone. A huge prop player of Leicester. Uh, White. Julian White. Julian White. Julian White. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Phil Christopher. So this is from 2002. Bristol 38, Leicester Tigers 21 from 2002. Uh, Higgins and Jason Little, Andrew Higgins, and Jason Little, Phil Christopher's on the wing, Felipe Contapomi with Augustine Pichot, uh, Julian White, tight head prop, Gareth Archer and Alex Brown, Alex Brown Michael yeah. Lippman playing open side, Tim Payne on the bench as a prop. Mm. Yeah, they were very, very good. Well, they were good team. Yeah, so I moved to Bristol purely to watch 
pre- pre- Premiership Rugby. Only, I only went to one game because I didn't realise as a student. It's bloody expensive to watch <laughs> Premiership Rugby. I couldn't, afford, I couldn't afford to watch it. And then they got relegated. So they were the Bristol Shoguns at the time. And then they got relegated. And they played in the Memorial Ground. And it was great. In the Memorial Ground? Yeah. yeah. Where Bristol City play. Bristol Rovers, sorry. Uh, Edward Whittaker is uh, one of the people that's emailed. Um, I'm going to use this as a, a little skeleton to go through our preview of Bristol Bears' upcoming season. And uh, thank you for your email, Ed. Contact Chasers at gmail.com. Ed says, good afternoon, gents. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever it is. Uh, I know you hate pleasantries, so I'd like to point out that as a Bears fan, I get minimal enjoyment from your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and may- well, and strap in. <laughs> and, mainly listen- <laughs> and mainly listen in the hope that JB one day eats humble pie regarding Bristol. Although his ability to manipulate a narrative around any eventuality makes those chances few and far between. <laughs> he really does listen. Uh, as fans of most clubs will probably be feeling during pre-season, I'm fairly positive about how Bristol Bears are looking. More movement in and out than previous seasons, which is to be expected with the amount of time Lamb has been there and the results last season. 11 players heading out. Probably only five genuine frontline squad members, though. In Afoa, Leua, Atwood... Hughes and Frisch and the, the others he mentions are Edie, Eden, Adiloke and Strang yeah so he's right those are the five ones he says what we'll miss from the above is a bit of leadership and system knowledge from Leua, Afoa and Atwood plus ability to get over the game line which has been a struggle for us at times and stopped us from effectively unleashing our wide effectively unleashing our wide game hold on where's Atwood is he at Bath again back to Bath back to Bath <whistles> I am however positive in that the new recruits we have got the losses covered plus strengthened in both of those areas leadership and gain line and he cites Ellis Genge he says in my opinion the missing piece our senior leaders including Luatu Ashidi Piatau plus the departing Afoa and Atwood are all excellent players and carry out Lamb's plan verbatim but they give off the impression of being very nice blokes I'm sure they're horrible uh, to play against and I'm possibly completely wrong but it's the vibe we give off hmm Genji's a proven leader, as well as a genuinely world-class player who has an ingrained, brackets, JB trigger warning, love for the club and the city. He could be the character to, ch- to challenge the players and Lamb to keep the Bears' style of play, but demand it is done with an edge and a bite when required. We might see him on the pitch a maximum of 11 times this season, but I still think the effect will be felt from his presence in training alone. So, so far on what Ed said, players in and out, and he cited Genji as being potentially game-changing for Bristol. Absolutely, but not in the way he thinks. Uh, I don't think Genge, I think Genge is one of the smarter guys in all of rugby, actually. And I cannot imagine the antics of Pat Lamb going down well with Ellis Genge. And not only that, you, know, you think about where Ellis Genge has come from. He's come from a system in Leicester where, under Borthwick, he's probably had some of the best leadership you can have in rugby. Nobody argues or questions what Borthwick is doing because it's so obvious that he is right and he is somewhat a rugby savant. Uh, the Pat Lamb experiment looks to me like, uh, you know, kind of the Emperor's got no clothes. Um, and I think someone like Ellis Genge would not think twice about calling that out. And at the moment, what Pat Lamb has is a fairly compliant squad and he does completely run the roost there. Uh, I'm not sure he will continue to do so with a guy like Ellis Genge I, I don't think it's a good signing I don't think it's a good cultural fit in the slightest the flip side is, is if Genge and Lamb have a great relationship and then Lamb can step back a little bit more maybe 
Maybe, but I don't see Pat Lamb being that guy. I think he's a, he likes to be in the front and centre of everything. Uh, the guy likes to control everything. Uh, it's going to be very, very tricky to see how this goes. I, what I will say, though, is Alice Genge is a great signing, you know, just on the face of it. Um, Depends, he's a great player. Uh, but the point you always make is he's a great signing, but, for, but at what price? Uh, yes. If he's taking 10% of your available cap, I, is any player worth 10% of your available cap when you've got a manager squad of 30-plus nope. players? Um, especially when he's ineligible to be a marquee player. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Now, I, I think Ellis Genji is one of the best loose heads in the world. and He, he's, he does things that no other, no other loose head... I can't re- ever recall any other loose head being put as a kick returner yeah. on an international game. I, I, Never. I just worry... That he says it much like it is. So under mm, oh yeah, yeah. You know, un, under Borthwick, say if one of the players is kind of just not on point or not giving it his all, that guy is going to get it from both barrels from Genge because you know he just isn't doing what he needs to do. But I'm pretty sure the coach the coach would get it from both barrels if the coach wasn't doing exactly as he meant to do. And this is the problem that they have. So it'll, it'll, it'll do you not think Ellis Genge is a bit more of a He's deeds, not words. I think he's both. I really think he's both. I mean, he's. I mean, what I like about him is during the players' um, salary cut, he was one of the guys who said, "No, we don't need to do this." You know, he's. Uh, yeah, he's deeds, but he's also words, uh, and you know, he does what he says for the most part. If they can get the best out of him, it's a brilliant signing. I do do just wonder, like like with. Kyle Sinclair, who's also an excellent, excellent prop, but just in those two, you got twenty percent of your oh, no. salary cap is just on those two players. Imagine if Alice Genge starts using the services of Saviour World. I, I can't. It'd be too <laughs> pay. Now that is, I would pay money <laughs> to watch Alice Genge have a session with Saviour World. <laughs> what mates? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Mate, I've been breathing my whole life. I don't, <laughs> I don't need you to, to tell me how. <laughs> wow. Uh, another signing. Uh, what have they written about AJ? Well, that's the very next paragraph in Ed's email. AJ will also bring leadership and an experienced voice to challenge the status quo. Sheedy has pretty much been unchallenged for his shirt and will hopefully benefit from the competition. That's a really good point, that. Mm. Really good point. I, I don't know who will be starting 10. But having, but it'll be AJ. It'll be AJ. Money plays, doesn't it? it? Well, it's not even money plays. It'll be AJ. I th- I think it probably will be. Sheedy a couple of years ago was looking brilliant, but I mean, well, you're only got, you're only as good as three or four Welsh caps, didn't he? Yeah, but you're only as good as the team around you. Um, That's true. And the team around him hasn't been performing. Ergo, he hasn't been performing. The other thing about them as well is they are both out and out fly halves. I mean, I would not put. Yeah, they're AJ total fly halves. Yeah, anywhere on a field other than fly half. Yeah, Sheedy was very good, but he was uh, not. Not and this, not, he, he was very good, but he was just a system. He he just delivered the system. He was a system fly mm. half. I think AJ will will be the playmaking leader a little bit more. It'll be interesting. He'll know when it's on. He'll 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 nudge the ball to the corner when it needs to be done, and then when it is on, and you've got players like Randrander and Pieta or whatever, he'll let it, he'll let it go. Yeah, I think what the systems that AJ will be better in, it doesn't strike me necessarily. It will be Pat Lamb's. Um, 
but there again, he has worked with Pat Lamb in Connacht. They do know each other. Uh, I suspect. I don't, I don't know. I suspect he'll be fine. They must have some sort of prior knowledge. But on the face of it, if you think about Bristol's running game, the weakness in AJ McGinty's game is his pace. Without a shadow of a doubt, he is not an athletic man. He's a very good controller of the game. He's not, not athletic. Um, he's also too injury prone as well. Um, so they're going to need somebody to cover him. Well, um, they've got they they have got two very good tens now. Yeah. And Jack Lloyd, and they've got some good youngsters coming through as well. Jack Lloyd, brother of Johan. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. Johan is one um, jumping around a little bit, but obviously we mentioned Jack Lloyd. Johan is one, he's got to start fulfilling his potential. Yeah, yeah I feel he's stalled, actually. Yeah, I, he has got so much talent, but he he's a bit too flighty, indecisive, does some good things, but equally does some bad things. Where would things. you draft him in? If fancy rugby draft is back, which I hope it is, where would you draft him? Oh, I'm not sure he'll be playing that much, so no, <laughs> very, sure. very low down. Same. Has he got Welsh cap yet? He has, hasn't he? Yeah, pretty Ludicrous. sure he has. Pretty sure he has. Uh, well, someone else with international experience, Marcus Brad- Bradbury, has signed. He, he will give some good carrying options from the back row to compete with Fitz Harding after his breakout year, and Sam Jeffries after his England tour experience. Now, that is a good signing. That excites me. Yeah. That excites me... Uh, I think that is a better signing for Bristol. Not almost he's a better player, but a better signing. He's physical, he carries hard. I think he will fit into the Bristol system well. And I'll tell you what, those guys who you mentioned there, Jeffries and Fitzholding, have absolutely thrived. Uh, and he mentions they've also picked up Morgan Eames, who, who is a, a BSB that can play 4, 5 and 6. Now, mm. he has come over from France, has he not? I'm not sure, but while... Yeah, he's come from yeah. Bez- English, Bezier. That's okay. it, yeah. He's going to be enormous, actually. Mm. Uh, Rich Lane had, had a trial, uh, and he's a fullback, isn't he? And has signed on. He's a fullback. He looked good. James Williams comes in from the championship. Um, love James Williams. Can I just say, love James Williams. Do, do you know who James w- Williams is? No. James Williams had a stint at Sale. Oh, okay. Um, he's from Nottingham. He is not very big, but he's got lovely feet. Um, plays. Yeah, predominantly plays no, not in a uh, that will get the YouTubers uh, oh, very yeah. excited. Not like that. <laughs> yeah, doesn't mean manicured. Uh, when he played, he played two games of sale. One against one was against uh, La Rochelle. Pedicured, sorry. So yeah, manicured, but same, 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 same. same. Uh, yeah. I think yeah, I'm glad that he's been picked up because I think he's really, really good. Bristol fans should be encouraged to see him play, and I think he'd fit Bristol perfectly. Yeah, very I, good signing. And look, it, suddenly I'm feeling better about Bristol squad. They've got to be able to do the grunt in the in the front five. Um, but their back three options again. They had a lot of injuries last year. But Luke Morahan, Sir Charles, Henry good. Purdy, uh-huh. now Lango, Fricker, and now Gabriel Ibatoi. Yeah, yeah, who comes in from Tel Aviv Heat, as well as uh, England under twenties winger Diego Bailey. So this. The, the, they're looking exciting if they can with, with AJ slotted in there. I think. Yeah, that, I think and, and add if you get Johan Lloyd firing, add him in there at, yeah. in one of the positions. Um, if you get the if you rekindle the spark between uh, Piers O'Connor and Semi Randrandra, I'll let you decide which is the more important, most important <laughs> yeah. player. Two good scrum halves, you and a Randall. Well, yeah, we, we, we have overlooked one thing. They need to get over the gain line. The, okay, so Sinclair's out and Genja's out. 
what they're left with is a serviceable pack, but not a great pack. And if they're not over that game line, I, th- I suspect their new big second row is a direct replacement for Dave Atwood. And in my mind, and he, Joe Joyce. Uh, well, he, he he hasn't gone yet. He goes at the end okay. of the season. Oh, okay. Cool. So, uh, you know, they need they need to get over the game line. Atwood was very very good at that. Chris Vui is very very good uh, in that respect. Um, Lutua. Yeah, they. If 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 they're going forward, they're great. If they're not, they can be an be an be an absolute disaster. And that's what that's what that's what they've got to overcome. And if they're losing both their well both their props, they've got they've got a problem. Yeah, they're going to lose both of their first choice props. And the problem is with Bristol is they they put a lot of money in some very special players. What happens when Genj and Sinks are away? Do they are, are or, they? Or what happens when Randrandra's got a knee injury for half the year? Yeah. Or well, Towers out for half the year? I think it gets even more complex than Genj and Sinks being away. It's you know if we take Ben Darwin theory, which I love. Um, 11 games is great for Sinclair if Sinclair's embedded in your team and is, sorry, again, Jan Sinclair embedded in your team and they're playing really well together and have done for three years. But 11 games when it's a new combination is actually really quite tough. So if you're any new player, actually, only playing 11 games in a season, no matter how much you're paying them, is going to be difficult. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. The flip side, thinking about just money ball, you know, trying to anticipate a money balling thing. Let's, let's assume you have Gens and Sinclair available for those 11 Premiership games and they're, and they're in good form and all the rest of it. They're the sort of characters that could win you 11 matches, even if they're not available for 12 other Premiership regular season games. They and AJ as well, and they've got enough, they've got quite a lot of difference makers that even if you had Genge available just for 11 games, he could, he could help win you half, at half of those, and that could make a, mm. that could make mm. a difference. At the end of the season. What has happened to all of their hookers, by the way? So Thacker is obviously the one everyone talks about. But Brian Byrne came onto the scene and was absolutely brilliant for a little while. Yeah. And Will Capon. Will Capon was pretty good for a little while. Talking to the mic, mate. Uh, Kerr. Jake Kerr. Was good for a little while. Uh, are they all still all still about? I think they're all they're all still there. I think they're, they're all, all still, still there. So Ed's email finishes with a, with a point that's probably quite pertinent. Um when you think about Bristol because we're talking about all the talent that they do have he just said hopefully we've buried the PTSD from the Quinn semi-final <laughs> two seasons ago now I, 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 I don't know <laughs> they still haven't got over that from two, from the end of the 2020-21 season I'm not sure because I, I remember saying it at the time last season in our preview pods I predicted they would be 
they would win the whole thing last year mm. because I thought they they finished top of the table and were twenty eight nil up after twenty eight minutes in the semi final. I thought it would push them in a positive direction. That loss, they would use that as a force for good, and they just did not. I could not have been more wrong about that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure they're over it yet. I'm not sure whatever whatever weaknesses and frailties within their squad, within their setup, within their culture that exposed. I'm not sure they've all been exercised yet. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about their Soviet style kit. So, have you seen? <laughs> have you seen the new kit? I haven't. I have not seen it. I have seen it. So it's a literally like a nineties football shirt, but that's the cool thing now, isn't it? Nineties football shirts, so fine. And it's got graffiti all over it, effectively. And some of this graffiti is the word love. This is and the word Bristol, effectively Stalinist. So back in the day in Soviet Russia, the press would print deliberately false stories with deliberate lies in it, Uh, and this was a feature, not a bug. And it basically told the rest of the people who were thinking of opposing the state or the press that we can we can do and say whatever we want, and you're not powerful enough to to question what we do. And this is exactly what Bristol have done. They've, they've put love all o- all over their shirt, and it's an absolute nonsense. In fact, be careful what you want because you know. No, 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 no. You, some might say you get into a situation where there's too much love. See if in, I can in, in find... And sometimes that's just as destructive as not enough. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it's ridiculous, actually. <laughs> it is ridiculous, because... Uh, they launched their kit on a hot air balloon. They did, it was... A giant one at the Bristol Balloon Fiesta. Yes. So I'm looking at the kit now. But you can't actually see, I'm trying to it find looks, a picture I was of... It looks good, I like the yeah. blue. I like, it's got a kind of royal blue. Mm. So I, I like the kit, I think, from a distance. So if, we, if you look at it just from... I'll turn my brightness up. Yeah, look at it just from there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks it, it looks nice a really kit. nice kit because the the detail. So it's kind of slightly lighter navy, not quite a royal blue, but a light navy with a dark navy uh, motif of the graffiti that you mentioned, JB. But from a distance, it it's just a nice kit. It looks lovely. I like this. It's got kind of got a French thing going on with the sleeves, the red and white. Yeah, page. yeah, tricolory sleeves. Quite like that. Yeah. So I, who, I quite like who it. Habu. No idea. Their sponsor. That might be. That might tell us something about Bristol. Uh, logistics fulfilment service in Ooh. Bristol. Habu fulfilment. Okay. Good. Yes. Well, look. I wish them all the best. <laughs> no, you don't. If Bristol started doing well, you'd have to end this uh, anti-love, anti-Pat Lamb. Uh, Bristol can do well. Stick that you've got. Bristol can do well because they're spending up to the salary cap and they've got a load of good players. You can do well with that. Uh, whether they will or not, I, I don't know. So predictions? Because I'm eleventh after, after predicting one last year and having my fingers burnt. I'm going just for pretty low. Pretty. Low. Where, did, where did they actually finish last Ninth, season? Is what I'm saying. Tenth. They finished last season. So you're saying they're going to go one better. And and for context, they were 12 points adrisp, adrift of Wasps in ninth. They were also 13 points ahead of Worcester in 11th. And what do we say about London Irish? I think London Irish are better than Bristol. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I said 6th, you said 7th, and Phil said 8th. Or you I said Phil said 7th, and you said 8th. I can't remember. Yeah, we were around that 6th, 7th, 6th, 7th, 8th. We should really write these down as we go Well, on. we'll have to... But we, we, they can change over the next couple of weeks. We, we are going to... We're going to write and put it in the North Dorset 
uh, bowl. We're going to write our league prediction only to be opened at the conclusion of the 22-23 season. And yours isn't allowed to go walkies again. I don't know where mine's gone. I'm upset about that. You went in the wood chipper, I heard. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so I, th- I think Bristol are definitely going to improve on last year. Mm. And I think I think they could sneak top six. I'm, I'm going to go around that sixth, seventh, similar to London Irish. Problem is, I think everyone's going to finish sixth or seventh because of the nature of the league. I can see everyone's potential being there. That's why you've got to think about uh, what Worc- you said. Worcester and Newcastle and Worcester have got some good players. They great, do, yeah. A great they DOR. Do. They've got a DOR. A great DOR. <laughs> yeah. They're going to have to pay two hundred and fifty thousand pounds to Gloucester at some point this season. <laughs> yeah. uh, probably um, out of Steve Diamond's own <laughs> back pocket. No, one th- one thing I do know about the whole fiasco was it was all Steve Diamond who orchestrated it. But you will not be able to lay a finger on him. Not at all. No, no, no shred all. of evidence that Steve Diamond did anything wrong in the that whole debacle. Man knows how to follow follow laws. <laughs> he's, got, he's, got, letter. he's got his uh, Steve Diamond brand NDAs <laughs> pre pre drafted in his desk. <laughs> <laughs> it's a file. Get the NDA file. We'll need one of them. Uh, so f- my prediction is. Yeah. I think they're. I think you're right. They're all going to go one better than last year. I think they're going to finish in ninth, but that's only because I'm so concerned about what's happening with wasps, and wasps are going to fall below them. Can, can I just go back, to Steve, Steve Diamond, for a bit? <laughs> of course. We're in North Dorset Sevens, and someone told me um, one of the things that the podcast has really brought home to him is how many great characters are in rugby, and how he wouldn't know about Steve Diamond if, if it wasn't for us. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's right. Loads of characters. He, he is a, the game is richer for having a man like Steve 100%, Diamond. In it. 100%. The fact that you know, not enough people know about him is, is, is a joke. Just as the game is richer for having um, Bath, well, Bath DOR. Stuart Hooper. Stuart Hooper and Pat Lamb. And Pat Lamb, yeah, the game is richer. We need the diverse tapestry of the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> <laughs> Of all of these characters, Dean Richards, we don't have him anymore. No, yeah. Why has he left? Is he? Well, I don't. Know. Again, we'll get onto Newcastle in a, in, a, in a future episode, and we can find out exactly what's going on. Uh, but the final uh, paragraph from Ed uh, on the email, uh, f- he said, the first paragraph was largely in jest. That was him. Yeah, yeah. But I thought we we enjoyed it, uh, and he said, uh, and there's a CrossFit box behind Ashton Gate. What? If you're down and have some non-Negroni spare time. Mm. I never had any really spare time, but a Premiership rugby side <laughs> with a CrossFit box round the corner from the ground. Am I not telling you who's working out in my CrossFit box at, at the moment? You can do. Well, previously, our most famous CrossFitter in our box was um, Karen Bardsley, the Manchester City and England women's goalkeeper. Okay, who just retired. Terrible time to retire, actually, from women's football. Mm. Women's football. The She's been slightly superseded uh, last week by Tommy Fury. Really? <laughs> yeah, so Tommy, no way. Tommy Fury's in a, in our box. Is he is he chatty? He seems like a nice. Does he have fan. an entourage? Uh, well, I think he's a bit nervous. Um, first time working out with me. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it, it was it's it a big deal for him. But yeah, he comes. Did you fist bump at the end of the workout? Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, Give him a sweaty topless hug. Did he wear camo? No, he he didn't. He he was he was very well kitted out though. He's all in all. Does he have all, very thin legs? 
No, he's in great shape. Oh no, he's clearly in great shape. No, no, but like I know what you're saying boxers' legs. Yeah. They're, not, they're not. No, he's just in good shape, and he comes with a guy who plays rugby league for Salford. But I don't know who he is. Hmm. Yeah. So. And how did he get on in the workout? Is he any good? Decent. Riesel. He's got some way to go. He's not. <laughs> I wouldn't. You know, for a pro athlete, he's got. He's got some. Uh, got, got, got I, some bet, I bet. I bet he does proper pull-ups, not those ridiculous kipping pull-ups. Well, then they're not proper pull-ups. Or, so, or, so on the, just on CrossFit very briefly. So the CrossFit Games was on, and I and I I watched. I went and looked at the workouts and uh, the events on YouTube, and I just thought I had my head in my hands a little bit on the first one because I just went, oh my god. If I was trying to sell, if I tried to sell CrossFit, and we mention mm-hmm. it a lot on the pod, people might go, we might have some people that listen that go, oh, do, do you know what? I'll watch the CrossFit games. The first thing they would have seen, <laughs> event one, the first thing they would have seen is a load of people doing those not pull up pull ups. They are pull ups. <laughs> Kipping pull ups. They're just a different, yeah. yeah, yeah they're yeah, not they're a pull up, they're just a different movement. They look ridiculous and they rip your rotator cuff to shreds. That's not true, so anyway, anyway, so they, they were doing kipping pull ups with a bike helmet on. Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> because after the pull ups, they went off to cycle. Oh, uh, oh god! But it just looked ridiculous. I, I, I don't think I, I might be wrong. I'm not a CrossFitter, but I yes. don't think I don't think cycling should be part of CrossFit. No, I don't either. It's on a, on an actual or, bike or swimming or an air an air bike. What's it called? Yeah, an assault, oh, bike. Assault, assault, bike. assault bike. Assault bike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had one event where they were swimming length, uh, double lengths of the pool and then hopping out and getting on a ski erg that was at the end <laughs> of their lane. That is a bit ridiculous. Yeah, that is really, I have no time for that. If you can't get it in your box, you can't use it in I mean, if, if you're doing swimming and um, cycling, you might as well have, like, a rugby passing competition. Or, you, you, you might, yeah, you might as well open it up to any... Uh, to have have um, some billiards. It's also kind of disrespectful to swimming, isn't it? Which is a yeah. proper technical sport. Yeah. I, yeah. You can't I'm, just jump in a pool and, and, and be fast. I, I'm, I think that is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it, should I, be, it should be weights. And the most complex thing outside of a gym should be running. Uh, mm. Yeah, I suppose the issue is it is not that interesting just to watch people doing no, not thrust, true. thrusters with a barbell. Absolutely not oh, true. I love it. And then it's amazing jumps. to watch. A bit, a bit of running I can get on with and then some client like... Uh, rope climbs, climbing. that kind of thing. I mean, that, that, like the classic sort of lifting and lifting, and then pull-ups, and then something else. I think that's what you want. That's what you want to yeah. see. You want to see mixed mixture between cardio, weightlifting, and gymnastics. That's yeah. what it is. Mm. Not swimming. Swimming, yeah. Swimming and cycling. Yeah, not for me. Um, do you see the sandbags? Uh, yes, that was wicked. that was incredible. That was wicked. It? So it was basically like you know how you in you would have. World's Strongest Man, uh, Max, uh, deadlift or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had you had to get the, uh, a sandbag from the floor to your shoulder, and they went up in ten or twenty kilo in- increments. Oh. And they got up to That's they had they had to make they had to make a new bag because the yeah. top bag they had was three hundred and forty kilos, Oof. and they had to go up to was that pounds? I'm sure it's three fifty no, pounds. Oh, yeah, pounds. Most people, yeah. pounds. And they and and they had to obviously cut open a three forty one, put more weight in it, and stitch tape, it back stitch up. It back wow! Because they came they had to get a three fifty one out. And then if you go out on the same time, so if you and I both can't do 
3.40, say, so we're both out. We then have to go into a playoff and lift sandbags over a, a bar, like in Strongman. The, the, oh, the yeah, the, the Atlas. Yeah. Have you seen the Atlas Stone head to head tiebreaker that they do? That is brutal. The Atlas yeah. Stone is such a good event in, in World's Strongest Man. Yeah. I know, I know. That's, those are the events which are cool. But that's what we want the to see. Two favourite from World's Strongest Man the Atlas Stones, and uh, as a related event, the Atlas Stone head to head, but also the keg toss yeah. over a bar is so that. good. That's very technical, though. There's a lot of power. Well, yeah, if you get your angles wrong. Your angles wrong is pretty dangerous. Game over. But there's also a little bit of strategy to it because the kegs get heavier, I think, or in some of the variants, the kegs get heavier. So if you use too much effort in the earlier ones and clear the bar by five metres, you're burning a load of extra Uh, energy. So you see, like, guys who clear the bar by five metres and four metres and three metres and then they just can't get the last one over so there's a little bit of technical um, strategy to it I tell you the one which is a nice mixture is the Rogue Invitational so Rogue are the people that make all the mm. it's kind of crossfitty but it's a little bit different it's a little bit more uh, the events are a bit more unusual anyway enough of this now that is too much crossfit yeah there's not enough of anything <laughs> Bristol Bears uh, so Phil said ninth. I've said 6th mate 6th or 7th and you're saying JB uh, six or seven, uh, ninth, yeah, ninth, ninth. I think they could spring a little surprise, but um, we'll see. They, they've got enough talent to do it. I'm just not sure they will. Mm. Uh, good luck, Bristol. Yeah, good luck, Ed. I hope you enjoy it. Arkaela, go well. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.